Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, Editor-in-Chief of San Jose Hockey Now. You can also find me on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng and my work also at MEC Sharks. And I'm Keegan McNally. You can find me on Twitter at halfwall underscore hockey at my website half-wallhockey.com or at San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, this week, Shang, what's the topic of the day? Why are the Sharks so easy to play against? Uh, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a deep dive on it. It's really uh, stunning if you look at some of the some of the under the hood stats of uh, of the Sharks this season compared to last year. Last year when they were at least com- mediocre but competitive, whereas this year it's um, uh, pretty ugly uh, across the board. Yeah, and before we get to uh, why are the Sharks so easy to play against, we had a pretty light week in terms of of Sharks games. We have two games to talk about, which. We'll also include some spotlights on some players like Anthony Duclair and Kevin LeBanc, some quotes about Quinn and LeBanc. Um, we're going to talk about some trade deadline rumors. Um, and then finally, well, before we get to the uh, the main topic of the day, we also have a interesting, um, I guess rebuttal is a good way to put it, about a quote from Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on their DFO Rundown podcast about the Sharks and what, how we see the Sharks compared to how they see the Sharks currently. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a, a rebuttal more that I investigated some of uh, their claims and we'll get more mm-hmm. into it. But among them are that some Sharks players feel like they aren't even playing for NHL franchise and that there are uh, stories about a lack of preparation and, and stuff like that. And so I dug in th- into that a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to go back to uh, not actually don't have quotes from Quinn and LeBanc, but uh um, I'm saving that for a story, but I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about their relationship. So that's that's what we're going to get at. Sure. You're keeping it close to the vest, I guess, on this. Oh, until until the story is out. So. <laughs> See, there's the spoiler. There's the the hook to get you to subscribe to San Jose Hockey now. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the two games this week, which is a pretty light week after also being off for like two weeks. The Sharks only had two games. They lost both to Vegas and Nashville. Um, what did you want to talk about with, um, with Anthony Duclair first? I guess it's a good way to, to start this off. Well, I like how he's been playing since the break. And so he's playing his best at the right time. Uh, you just see, it uh, feels like he has a bit more jump, um, uh, but he's basically, uh, using his, 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 a skill, which is his skating and he's just using it to impact games. So this is going to help the sharks, uh, sharks cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's talking with people and I'm going to get more into it with the trade deadline stuff, but Duclair is sort of the, uh, of, of the pending UFAs, uh, besides Kakinen, uh, he's the most attractive shark, I think among the pending UFAs, uh, once again. And, uh, I think he's kind of showing why that teams have their eye on him, that even though he hasn't been as productive, um, that speed is a very tangible asset that that team see and want. And also, too, uh, Declare obviously was on the Panthers team last year that made it to the final. So he has sort of that um, that pedigree or that sort of uh, we can put him into a, a good lineup and he can help us win. The pedigree part is important. We'll again, when we get to the trade deadline, we'll talk about it. But I think that's going to be a big factor of why he could be one of the first names traded. It seems like he's a, a likely person. One to of the traded. top names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the Sharks, at least. Um, yeah, he did look good. He had a lot of speed. There was a couple plays that, uh, I remember watching where the speed was highlighted and he tried to get around like two defenders and go around them. And it just reminded me that he actually has that speed there when he 
um, kicks it into full gear. And I don't know. I, I honestly think if you know, people always see like, oh, we can trade on him. And well, I think honestly, if Duclair got to the right team, I think he would do well. That's the other bit is, is yeah, I think GMs are thinking it. Yes. Yeah. There's a belief that he could do well. And I, honestly, I think so. It's just right now on the Sharks, it hasn't been falling for him is a good way to put it. Yeah. I see a little more will to attack the net too, I think. And mm-hmm. so anyway, all I think all that's combining to a uh, much more intriguing player than we were talking about a month ago. For sure. And speaking of, um, I don't know how to do the segue. Uh, is this player much more intriguing than a month ago? Probably not. Actually, probably less intriguing is, is Kevin LeBanks um, current journey with the Sharks. Just, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about that before we get to the trade deadline stuff. Well, yeah, LeBanc was a bit of a, uh, uh, a late scratch uh, for mm-hmm. uh, the, the Nashville game. Uh, David Quinn had said the day before that he was going to play, and um, then he wasn't going to going, going to play. And I was a little bit a little bit of a surprise. And anyway, it's um, <clears throat> it's uh, something that 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 I that I'm working on uh, that uh, that that. Yeah, like uh, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't give it all, but there, there is something there. I, I would say uh, between uh, Lebanco and Aquin, it's uh, not good. It's not. I don't think it's a good relationship, and I will leave it at that uh, for now. Uh, while I kind of work work on the story, but I mean, I think people can read between the lines. I mean, we've yeah. we've kind of uh, uh, we've kind of even last year there were uh, they were both kind of talking about not being on the same page, but. Uh, suffice to say, did not they did not get on the same page over the summer or in the last uh, six months or so. Yeah, it's come to add uh, this whole LeBanc, Quinn, Sharks situation. It's been a year and a half in the making, I think, or even longer, who knows. But it, it really feels like something's got to give and, and it may not give till the offseason, to be mm-hmm. honest, because we, we've thought about the different scenarios to get Kevin to a different team. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen with his current contract, yeah. but you know, whether or not the, you know, Greer can work some kind of magic. I don't know, but I just, I really want to see him on a different team. It's a, it's a similar thought to a lot of the sharks players that are, that are still kind of young or, or still kind of got some talent. I want to see them play for a team that actually is good um, and see what they can do. Because Kevin has yeah. been a few years from that. Uh, well, I, I I'll speak up for for Kevin there a little bit. He I think he was very good at times last year when he was playing yeah. with uh, Hurdle and and uh, and Meyer. Even actually before that, I remember he had a very nice stretch with Couture and Evander Kane a couple years sure. ago. So uh, so there's still some good hockey in there. I think I mentioned this uh, on various podcasts or uh, I've written it that I can see him having a Stephen Mason track. Um, mm-hmm. Basically a team signs him to a minimum and they use him as kind of a power play specialist and play him maybe 12, 13 minutes a night, but they're, they're giving him minutes where he can produce and with linemates that he can produce with. And I can see something happening there. Um, he can be a very, uh, 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 one of those kind of uh, very important players in the cap era, a guy that really, outproduces his cap hit and unfortunately i don't know if his game is well-rounded enough to to justify a much larger contract but um he can help you though he can help you in situations uh, for sure and i think he is still good enough to do that i agree it's i mean it's i, I it's kind of a belief right because 
you don't see it all the time with the Sharks, at least not anymore. You did last year, maybe. Um, but it's kind of just believing that he's still young enough that there's still something there with another team. But uh, I, I look forward to that uh, article that you're going to put out on um, LeBanc and Quinn's relationship, because that's interesting. For sure. Let's move on. Let's go to the trade deadline. This is this thing that everybody wants to talk about because we're like 11 days away, maybe 12 days, something like that, uh, from the NHL trade deadline. And the Sharks will probably be pretty active, I would say, or it's expected for them to be active. But um, what are the current rumors? What are the current uh, thoughts from um, all the other media outlets about where the Sharks are going to go? Well, once again, uh, I have to uh, tease you guys a little bit to tickle your, your ass with More. a little bit here. Um, so I, I have a lot of stuff coming out uh, on it. I've talked with a lot of people, um, a few broad strokes that, that, I, that I, can, I can share. And we've seen some of this. Um, you know, TSN just, just did their uh, top 50 uh, trade bait targets. And the mm-hmm. player was uh, right, right on top for the Sharks. I think he went 20th. Uh, yep. I think Granlin was 25th. Kakinen was 37th and Barabanov was 40, uh, 45th. Um, I, I would throw in a, a Sturm there as being a, a candidate too, and a Ferraro too that we've talked about. I'm not so sure about a Hoffman or a, or, or a LeBanc, but anyway, um, so, so Declare is uh, in, in, in the discussions I, I've had with people, um, he's a guy that, that he's still valued uh, around the league, which I just alluded to when we talked about, uh, about uh, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, Granlin, I think is an interesting case where obviously it's just how you see that extra year of his contract. Do you like it or not? Uh, I think for some teams, maybe, uh, having him locked in at 5 million next year, that's a plus, uh, for other teams though, it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if you, I want to commit that much to him. So, uh, I would say that if he was on an expiring contract, then he would shoot up, uh, the kind of the trade, trade baits list or trade target list. You'd be very, very in demand if, if, uh, if he was on an expiring contract, which, uh, uh, makes you think maybe the Sharks should hold him for another year and see if he can repeat a success. And then maybe you can you can get uh, a bit higher of a price for a Granlin. Uh, Kakinen uh, having a, a very good season for a very bad team. And a lot of teams need some kind of goaltending help insurance. And so he's, he's going to be a perfect fit somewhere. I got to dig back on... Um, I, I, I don't believe on Granlin uh, that... Mm-hmm that that he's actively being shopped i'll say um but a uh, captain i gotta check in on on that one uh, and finally with a uh, uh, barabanov uh, barabanov of course was scratched uh, also uh scratched uh, against uh, vegas i think he came back with a pretty strong game against against nashville uh but not you know uh i think he's it's just it's a different thing uh i think when i talk with people about a duclair versus a barabanov uh for one thing barabanov doesn't have that tangible kind of asset like duclair has in his speed you know barabanov sure. is more crafty i think it's harder to fit into your lineup um you also kind of don't know where you put a guy like that like again you got to find the right guys to, to play with him and i think the other part about barabanov too is that um there's no sense of um how he'll handle playoff kind of grind pressure um uh, yep. tight pecking all that kind of stuff right whereas we got to see that with declare last year so um so even though uh, barabanov did have a nice uh, track record at before this year of production um and like i've said this many times about him i i don't think people buy into him as sort of a a playoff winning winger um whereas Declare there's enough of that 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 he's gonna go for maybe more than his production might suggest. Uh, but Barabanov, I don't think will. 
but I think though that some team might like him as sort of a deaf guy, a guy that there's injuries, that sort of thing can uh, can help out. Yeah, I see him as kind of like a uh, bubble teams like hail mary throw. Like a, that's a good call. Yeah, you know, like you're trying to, you don't, you're not obviously going to be like the top top teams, right? So they need they need players that they know are going to slot into whatever lineup right but you're kind of in that middle thing where maybe you can make a run if you've got the right mix or you get hot and you put barry bonoff in there and somehow he clicks with x y and z players and suddenly you have a good second line that you didn't have before kind of thing and it's it's possible in that thing it's i, I feel like that's the kind of thing he'll go for is a a hail mary throw for a team um he is still expensive too like two and a half million for a hail mary throw is kind of like it's not 750 or whatever so well but it's not 4.75 it's also uh, not 5 million five, Kevin LeBanc, <laughs> or 4.5 mike hoffman yeah uh, i just for want to sure. add about Arbonne too that it was suggested to me too that he might be sort of a for a very good team instead of a kind of a bubble team but for a very good team he could mm-hmm. also be a uh a kind of a 13th guy um or sure. even though this game's not ideal for a fourth line but he's a guy that you can kind of slide in there and uh if there's injuries or whatnot he can he, he can play up he has shown that he can play up True. um but again though yeah if you were talking about a uh, value i do think the the uh the tsn list um looks pretty accurate to 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 what i've been hearing um uh, in terms of uh all, all you know those four guys on the list in terms of what the sharks might expect back in value too so yeah, so we have Nico Sturm on there, right? Is that what you're saying? No, Sturm, Sturm's not on, Sturm's on that not, list. So it's but, um, Sturm, Sturm is, Sturm is one that, that I'm working on uh, uh, myself. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that I, I do think there's an interest in a, in a player like him. But no, it's uh, the TSN's list. It was uh, released uh, February 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duclair was 20th in the top 50. Uh, Granlin was 25th. Granlin. He, he is the center. Uh, Kakinen was 37th. I think he's the like the fourth highest goalie on that list. And Barabanov was 45th. So if I had to, if I had to get you on record, what, what, uh, how many of those players do you think are traded out of the four? Not uh, the, three who of, they three are. Of the four, three of the four. Three of the four. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Granlin, uh, I don't know if they get an offer good enough to, to trade them. This is sure. my guess. So, okay. All right. Well, I think it'll be a active uh, trade deadline regardless for them. Yeah, I don't think they want to trade him. You guys probably saw the story that I wrote about David Quinn uh, mm-hmm. and how much he loves Granlin. And he says, if you want him, you better pay up, which is kind of <laughs> unusual for a coach to say. But sure. um, one 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 uh, commenter on Twitter um, uh uh, uh, wrote um i sorry i i, I forget i forget the, the 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 name of the of the of the tweeter uh but uh i said that never seen david quinn uh uh defend a player or <laughs> speak so highly of a player i'm not sure if that's true but definitely though um uh, quinn sure. really loves gremlin and again uh mentioned it in in the story that this guy is five, six months on the team, and he got he already got an alternate captain you know, with yep. Hurdle and 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 uh, Couture going out. So I think that that speaks speaks a lot. It's not just lip service there. Yeah, and if we wind the clocks back like eight months or whatever, the the overwhelming consensus was that Granlin was the throwaway in that Carlson trade. He's one the of cap- them. Well, dumb. one of the many throwaways. Yeah, yeah, one of the many, but like the one that's like five million times two years rather than like Hoffman's one year or whatever, or or Ruta like two and a half times two or two point seven. So it's like he's the big money in that trade, right? And well, he's putting up points. 
let's uh i mean we we predicted good things out of him after seeing him in training sure. camp, so i wanted to uh, <laughs> i meant the 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 world at large the nhl world at large that was the the prevailing thing was he's the captain right? oh for sure for sure yeah pittsburgh fans i think like uh, hundreds of them would have volunteered to drive him to the airport you know yeah because he had like yeah. six points in however many games <laughs> since they traded for him they, they they would have formed a human bridge so he could walk to the airport <laughs> you know, from his home in pittsburgh to the airport so it's interesting to go you can go from zero to hero in in nhl you know franchises like like that look it's, at eric carlson from uh the year before to, to yeah. last year so yeah basically it's you never really know and granlin clearly has the skill he just needed to be in the right environment mm-hmm. somehow the sharks are the right environment which is interesting <laughs> i don't know how that works but um but yeah i i my prediction is i don't think Sturm, Ferraro, or Granlin are going to be traded. I don't, I just don't see oh. it. I think they, I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah those guys trade. are on, uh, yeah, two of those guys are on the list. But uh, yeah, I tend, sure. to, I tend to agree on that. Yeah, I think it's going to be those because they've all been kind of mentioned, possibly traded or like in the rumors kind of thing. Yeah, they're good players. So, so, uh, yeah. They, yeah. They play important positions to center and, and defense. So there's going to be some yeah. smoke around them, but. I just don't see it. I think that Greer wants to keep them, like the, yeah. the way that they've been competing. I I think too that uh, again. I, I think that I don't know if they're good enough that you get the overpayment. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's uh, if I were to guess, I think that that's what Greer is is waiting on. Uh, that a team gets sure. gets desperate, like Ron Hextall last year, sending a second for Gramlin. But um, but yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to our third topic. Our third topic is Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger. Um, Frank Saravalli is, is of uh, Daily Faceoff, um, very well known um, NHL um, uh, insider. I guess the way to, mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Um, they had an interesting quote. This was actually sent to us on Twitter, and I honestly should have wrote this down before. Who who sent it to us on Twitter? Did you write it down? No, I didn't. Uh, I saw it. I think someone uh, actually on my on, on San Jose Hockey Now, uh, Don V, uh, mm, okay. uh, uh, commented and with I think with a link. So uh, I see. read it. I read a link, and so anyway, uh, it was on the February nineteenth episode of the DFO Rundown podcast at about the 41, uh, 41 minute mark. And um, the, the couple of the key quotes, they talk about the Sharks for about seven minutes. Um, but um, I think the sort of the, the, the juicy or the stuff that we hadn't <laughs> heard before uh, was in these two quotes. And uh, it was a conversation between uh, Frank and Jason. And mm-hmm. Frank says, uh, and I quote, I can only tell you from talking to players on that Sharks roster this season how miserable it's been for them. And it's not just because of the losing. They feel like they aren't even playing on an angel franchise with the things happening around them. Mm-hmm. And Jason responds, uh, you can't get a you won't get an argument out of me. I've heard some ridiculous stories about lack of preparation and stuff that's not ideal at all. And then the podcast kind of like fades out and goes to another segment. They move like, on to another topic. So. <laughs> they basically like <laughs> drop this like I don't know what the way to put it. Just this like non substantiated, this like, I don't know. It's hard to nail down any specifics about the quote. And then they just move on. And this was after they spent like 10 minutes ripping into the sharks in terms of their rebuild plans. 
um, and how shitty it is, which is not a new thing. I, we've actually been talking about that regards to Frank on a different segment that he did with a different podcast where he just kind of ripped into Mike Greer's GMing. And we oh, decided yeah, the, not to... That's uh, uh, Army one, right? Yeah, yeah, Canucks Army. We decided not to actually respond to that one because it was like, we didn't feel like it was in-depth enough or nuanced of a discussion enough. Um, yeah, if, if you do want to find that one, and I think I, I did I did link to it uh, on one of my uh, my daily uh, S- sure. SJHN daily link. Even if I don't agree with something, uh, if it's from if it's from a big name like Frank, it's it's still we'll worth put it listening out there. to. And so uh, so yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, we didn't respond to it. I think uh, if you listen back to it, the one thing that I think is missing, just a big hole uh, in in sort of his argument, uh, was uh, he doesn't he omits the Timo Meyer trade which the Sharks, I don't think, necessarily had to make. And they could have signed him uh, a la Thomas Hurdle or tried to. Mm -hmm. And I know there's some conflicting reports of whether or not the Sharks tried to, but I believe that the the last word on it uh, is from uh, Claude Lemieux telling uh, the Mercury News that, no, the Sharks never made a kind of significant offer to 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 a Meyer. So I'm going to go with that one as, as the most likely. And that's the sense I got throughout the whole the whole time last year, too, that that kind of never materialized. And I think Kevin Weeks may have said that Sharks did offer a uh, make significant offer. But anyway, um, yeah. I think most people that I've seen uh, believe that 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 is not the case. But anyway, though, uh, going back to what 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 Frank said uh, uh, on the Canucks Army podcast, yeah, that that's a pretty big uh, indication of a team that is trying to rebuild. Uh, mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever so slowly, but uh, sure. they, you know they're they're saddled with some contracts. They're, they don't have uh, they only have three retention spots, right? Um, two of the three being used already uh, by Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. Uh, but anyway, uh, so okay. on to though uh, this this most recent uh, I have, salvo. I have, what, I have one more yes. thing to say about the Canucks Army one because I want to I want to get the and it's not to bring this thing down, but at the at the time he he basically said that. Uh, he he almost acted incredulous that the Sharks only got a first round pick for a hundred point defenseman in Eric Carlson. And he said that that was basically not good enough at the time that when he made this podcast a couple of weeks ago. But when the entire summer he put out article after article about how no team was offering anything for Eric Carlson, they would have to give him away or get something if they retained 50%. That was his articles over and over and over again in the summer. Well, so, and that that argument was more accurate, and I don't remember that part of the Canucks Army thing. But he says like that, he says he just said like they only got a they got a first round pick for right. a hundred point defenseman, and he was like trying to insinuate that that was not good enough. And right, I and just I'm sure people have told yeah. told Frank that, but like in terms of uh, what he wrote before over the summer, that actually was more accurate. Sure. That, that that on a straight deal, uh, a team taking on. So they got uh, more than that. I mean, well, no, but but again, we just talked about you can't, you can't you can't ignore the the, the cap the cap dumps they took on. Uh, of course, which nobody wanted at the it time. It was smart Hockey GMing, is what it was. Yeah. It was smart. It was like taking a, a washed asset that you know that NHL GMs are not going to give you for, and then turning it into probably a top fifteen pick. Like regardless of whether or not you took on Hoffman for a year, who gives a shit? Right, Ruda for two years, who gives a shit? Hoff or, or Granlin, who's actually one of your best players. Like Turns it was out, yes, good yeah. GMing. It was all it was. And and Frank gave zero credit to him. Anyway, that's my like that's my by end part about it, is he gave zero credit for that actual good GMing bit. And he ignored the Timo Meyer bit of it. Zero yeah, credit. Yeah, uh 
So I, I don't know. I, I still think again we talked about this. Uh, like so, we don't need to get. I'm into not giving it, but... him any kind of. I'm not giving him any kind of a pass for this because it. it... Oh, I'm not talking about Frank. I'm talking about the, the yeah. deal. I don't, I don't. I don't care about about any Frank Adams' <laughs> opinion or sources can have their opinions. But like, um, but yeah, the the retention bit of, of of the Carlson thing, I still wonder about, and we'll see in a couple of years with the with the extra money that they they save or yeah. the extra like cap. You know, like they you know because they obviously incurred. Uh, cap equivalent. I don't know if if he was taking on half of the contract. That's all that Frank would be talking about is how they're still retaining five and a half million on Eric Carlson. Yeah, I I, I don't want to put put words into, sure. into Frank's mouth in terms of what he would say in this situation or that situation. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I um I I'm not gonna say that the 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 Carlson trade in my opinion was incredible GMing, but um but it was good. All things considered, um, it, actually, the more important part of it was that he, uh, Greer and Quinn, got Carlson into a uh, turn Carlson back into a movable asset, which I think yes. that's the miracle. It's not the GMing or the trade, but it but, was the but play was, of Eric Carlson. The play of Carlson, but uh, <laughs> but as as helped though uh, by by Quinn. by Quinn and Greer. So um, I sure. think they 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 put a situation that. Um, that that made it uh that helped uh, it was conducive to 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 eric uh uh mm-hmm. having uh come not maybe no one would have i don't think i want to project a 100 point season but to have a season that he had so um so anyway um but but, but you're right we should i i want to separate my opinion of, of of frank's opinion from what he said about this this next thing because this is something that's not like his opinion on on how mike greer is doing this is opinion on like the sharks as a organization currently so well I think we it's, should dig not, into it's, it. not, it's more than just opinion too it's something that that he says that he's mm-hmm. getting from from players for sure uh, and he specified as uh, players on the current roster too and um, i think it's worth noting too that jason greger uh, as you can guess and a lot of you know that he is a noel greger's uncle so <laughs> so okay. so it's these are these things aren't coming from from nowhere so i'll say that for them i don't i okay. don't think frank or jason are making anything up uh, but anyway, so I spent some time with this and, uh, I'm not like, you know, still, still, still working on it. If I hear anything different, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but I talked with, uh, current sharks players or people very closely associated to them. And this is not what they've said. What, what Frank and Jason said is not something that everybody feels on the sharks. And I don't doubt that. There are very, very unhappy players on the Sharks. Um, if you remember last year, there were there were stories about discord between uh, Noel Greger and Quinn. The Sharks this year, they've got 15 wins, <laughs> and mm-hmm. some players have been scratched uh, or aren't playing as much as they're used to. And players that aren't used to being scratched have been scratched. So it wouldn't surprise me if there are players who have talked to Frank and are unhappy. Makes but- sense. Yeah, but and I'm still working on this, this, but I've had a number of conversations and I don't see this as a team wide thing, though. And I think that's the thing I want to check, because when you say not being run like an NHL franchise, you know, is this the the Arizona Coyotes again uh, for, you know, from a, from from a few years ago? Is this <laughs> I don't know to name your your dysfunctional franchise, the <laughs> L.A. Clippers under Donald Sterling, whatever. Right. Is, is that what's going on here? Right. And. I, that's not that's not that's not the the sense that I'm I'm getting uh, that the sharks are being run like the Charleston Chiefs uh, sure. or something like that. Um, now I want to 
I want to be 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 careful that I'm not I'm not trying to paint a sunshine and rainbows picture of the Sharks. Again, they are a 15 win team. They are ter- we're going to get to it. Uh, why are they so easy to play against? And you look at we're gonna uh, we're gonna show you some stats. It's 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 just it's mind blowing. Just 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 the the the, the lack of resistance <laughs> from 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 this team in a lot of ways, but. And they're playing hard too, and that's I want to add that too. They're playing hard, but it's just it's just a it's just a a, a very poorly constructed roster. So I'll, I'll put it nicely. So sure. anyway, I'm not I'm not trying to paint the sunshine rainbows rainbows picture. I'm not trying to shield <laughs> uh, David Quinn or, or Mike Greer. Um, I'll tell you, and I don't want people to run away with this because I want to make clear that this is just one source telling me a, a couple a couple of, of these things, right? And that they're single opinions, that they're, this is not a mass opinion, right, um, from people I've talked to. And this is um, also, too, the key of what I want to look into with what Frank and Jason said. Is this some kind of team-wide thing? Are the Sharks, sure. are, are the Sharks uh, has Hustle Plotner, uh, you know, become uh, 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 the Donald Serling or whatever? You know, I mean, I'm yeah, not, are they I, giving them, you know like, I mean, you know, are like, they giving them, like, socks with holes in it? Are they, like, right, giving right. them dull skate blades and stuff? Right, like, right, is that right. what's going on, or is it, right, like, right. two dudes? Sharks, the sharks introduce neck guards, and they're just socks, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, right. something like that. Oh, so, yeah. Um, they're feeding but, them gruel every night, Right, basically. right, right. So, um, so one source told me that he believes uh, that not only is Greer overmatched, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked a lot about Greer's experience, uh, but he also didn't surround himself with the right people. Another told me, quite frankly, that he thought that that Quinn should get canned <laughs> at the end of this year. But the reason why I'm not running with it and making a story about it is because these are all single opinions, right? Sure. And there are also sources that I've talked to who staunchly defend both Greer and Quinn. And so I want to kind of emphasize that that point of it, point of it that this is not like a, a groundswell opinion uh, on either of those things on Greer or Quinn. And also too that, but that I'm not trying to to defend. You know, I'm not trying to to, to paint this this picture of the Sharks that 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 isn't true either. That everything's hunky dory because it's not. I, I have to watch this every night, and I don't like what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> exhausted watching bad hockey i really mm-hmm. miss watching good hockey um but anyway though uh, going back to uh, what uh what uh what frank and jason said um i'd be curious about specifics so specifics about why the sharks aren't acting like an angel franchise uh or how they're not preparing their players and I, maybe maybe that's coming and to to give Frank his Frank his due, he's the one that called the Vander Kane thing with the Sharks like months and months before anybody else was on that. So I don't doubt once again that there are unhappy players on the Sharks right now. True. But is this story beyond that? Beyond some malcontents? Again, understandable malcontents uh, for various reasons. Um, is this is there is there more to it? Um, I don't know. Uh, so I I would like to see. Uh, uh, see here specifics, and maybe that's coming. And so when that comes, then I'll I'll address that as uh, uh, when when that comes. But right now, though, I haven't I haven't seen or heard those specifics from people I've talked to. True. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, it's just not not uh, it's not it's this is overall it's it's not something that I think is sort of a team wide sense of of this. That's. 
and honestly, when I heard the quote, like when I watched it, and it, it was actually seventy-seven loafers on Twitter who who uh, asked us to to look into this. Um, uh, so if you're listening, we were looking into it. Um, but I heard the quote. I was like, you know, Shang has been around NHL locker rooms, not in them, but around them or near them or talked to players for years, like years and years and years and years. Is there like, is there anything specific about this team that like would, in your opinion, this is just your opinion, not a source, mm-hmm. like lead credence okay. to that quote, you know, like that's, who, that's what I wanted to ask was like, you know, you've been around teams for years. Mm-hmm. Is there, other than this being like a historically bad Sharks team. Is there anything like that uh, from your? Well, opinion? you know, Frank and Jason have been around rooms for year more sure. than more more than I have, uh, to be honest. Uh, but um, I mean, I mean, there there I think there there's something to it, but whether or not it's something something like like huge, yeah, or scandalous, I guess, uh, to to that level, uh, because what they said kind of suggests that it could be, and that's why I dug into it more. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not seeing that kind of level of it. And uh, just to give a kind of comparison, right? We kind of went through this exercise uh, last during the summer when mm-hmm. there were accusations about the Barracuda, how they're treating their players, player-wise uh, players being unhappy, right? And there was substance to it, right? Um, but um, was it did it rise to sort of the the level of of of, of scandal? Um, sure. I don't, I don't think so. You know, there's things I've heard that like, uh, I, I can, I, I can, you know, I, I'm being a little oblique here, but like, there are things I've heard that, pl- that, that, uh, that player is unhappy about, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, okay. I heard what he was unhappy about. And then I checked with other former players, other like non sharks related entities, right. Just to see like, does this guy have a legitimate gripe? Sure. And what I got back was, well, no, not 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 necessarily. Like I can see why this guy was unhappy, but it's not like again, it's not scandalous though, what was done. Yeah. And so again, I've been very oblique about it for, for a reason. Uh, but the, the the point of it is that like a player mm-hmm. can be very unhappy about something, but it doesn't mean that necessarily that that uh most of the sharks players or most of the front office feels like they're 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 running a a, a Mickey Mouse franchise or a, a minor league franchise masquerading as you know or anything like that that aren't you know so again you know like I I think that more specifics I think are are necessary um, um to really to 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 see. You know, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ruling out what what sure. they said. They have their sources. They, I'm. I'm sure what they. I'm sure this is what they were told. But um, and I, on my side, again, once again, I I I, I did not uncover. I wasn't trying to. I was trying to see if there was legit. Yeah. Uh, if there was, if there was specifics to it, and sure. I haven't found those specifics myself. And when I found them, uh, then you guys will know. Uh, <laughs> or I'll tell you. But um, but yeah, yeah I, I I have not seen. Any specifics that that tell me that again? I, I gave you that example, that very oblique example, where again, I was told something a player wasn't happy about, and I checked around, and yeah, it might be a reason for a player to be unhappy, but it's not worth uncommon. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not worth a, a expose story. It's not, it's not that scandalous in the end, you know. So, I do wonder about the one of your sources mentioning like 
who Greer surrounds him with or, or who's Greer's staff currently, because if there are a lot of inexperienced people um, in terms of management, like there's something to be said about you. You don't know what you don't know, right? Like you don't know what's wrong if you haven't been around certain situations enough to know that it's wrong. Right. So I do wonder if there, there could be some of that happening where like, Oh, we didn't know we had to do X, Y and Z for whatever, because they've never been in that situation before. I mean, I, uh, we're going to talk about this in, in a bit when we get to our main segment, which is why are the sharks easier to play against this year? But I, I just, I, um, I don't know. There's just been a lot of dumping on the sharks for being really bad when it's like, we knew the sharks were going to be really bad. And I don't know why that is happening other than the sharks are very bad and Greer is very new. So it's probably easy to dump on the new guy who's bad. It's possible. It could be an easy target situation. Also to the construction of the sharks roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I've asked, I, I've asked Quinn about this. Um, so many guys, free agents. It's just, it's just a weird True. kind of mis, uh, mismatch of a, of a roster in terms of just um, uh, goals, I guess, you know, it's a, I think it's a team, even at the beginning of the season uh, before the, all the losing that it's, seems hard to kind of get this team kind of together uh, united on one goal. I know that's coach's job, but uh, it's hard because there's so many differing agendas and then you don't win. You don't have that kind of unifying factor where, where players shut up or players like, are okay, it's fine. I'm not playing as much as I want, but Hey, we're winning. So I get it. Right. Sure. You don't have that. And, and then sure. people start worrying about their own agendas. Like, where am I going to play next year? Um, I'm not getting this power play time. So, so they're off season. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make my nut and all this kind of stuff. Right. And so I'm just, there's your human nature things too. So I'm not even necessarily like blaming players. Like I'm not saying players should be like, Oh, all for one. Um, yeah, all for one. Uh, I'm 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 happy to to get scratched and 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 go from an angel contract to a two way contract next year. I'm not I'm not suggesting that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's 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 a hard situation. I I, I guess uh, for players, uh, for coaching staff, uh, for management, and so it's a it's a hard situation. And I think that some of those things, some of those challenges that you face when you kind of face when you have all these differing forces uh with kind of different goals um yeah uh, basically uh, start conflicting with each other so yeah um i yeah i i don't i also want to stress that all of all of my opinions about frank's quotes are all from me not from you because <laughs> you know just to separate our, our our two opinions um you have to to live and breathe this world every day. I don't. But well, again, I I, I give I give Frank a, a lot of credit. Um, and I mentioned yeah. the Vander Kane thing. We all know the expansion draft thing for sure. Um, he has I sources. Can't say, I, I can't sure. I can't say too far, but um, uh, I wouldn't. I'll just say I wouldn't just throw Frank under the bus uh, about the the LeBanc waiver stuff, which I know a lot of Sharks fans do. So uh, I can't say much more than that. But uh, I wouldn't just do that. So, sure. and I was on that team of like this seems. Well, I I, I was too. I because mm-hmm. it it did it did seem strange, but um, but though, yeah. All, all that said, though, um, if he if 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 he says what he says, but there's no specifics, and so I need to dig into it. I dig into it, and I and I find what I find, and yeah. 
again, maybe 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 there's there's some expose article coming out over the summer. I I look forward to it, I guess, because it's going to be <laughs> exciting. There's going to be a lot of juicy yeah. bits. It's going to be some good reading. Uh, and I'll also kick myself for missing it all. And you guys and you guys can remind me that I missed it all if, if that indeed happens. But uh, again, right now, uh, from what I'm seeing and again talking to people, I just don't don't see it as as more than okay. There are players who are unhappy, which of course you know the team sucks and and like I said, yeah, like bunch of dudes are on expiring contracts. Yeah, there's and... a lot going on there. Yeah, so um, so, so sure. yeah, but and we'll right. see. Um, even with the Barracuda stuff, right? Uh, where where I, I I parsed out what was said and to to give credit to the original source that was JD locked on sharks his podcast right but talk with other people right other AHL people and what were the Berkeley doing something egregious scandalous whatever and I came back with no they weren't and so this is yeah. this is where, where I'm at right now with 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 this with this stuff too until I hear something different from uh, from from uh, from my sources. Love it. That's that's uh, journalism, and I, I commend you for it. Um, let's uh, let's move on to our final uh, topic of the day. This is um, uh, we should put it in big bold letters. Why are the Sharks so easy to play against this year, <laughs> comparatively to last year? I think is what the the subtext should be compared yes. to last year. And, and I want to uh, start this uh, uh, this discussion, and it's going to be a kind of a, a lengthy one. It's not as easy as you might think it is. Uh, the Sharks mm -hmm. suck. That's why they're easy to play against, Shang. Hey, they're bad. Um, <laughs> but this is what this is what Mike wants eventually, right? And mm -hmm. I, I I know that he knows, and I know, and you know that 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 they're not there yet. But this is what what Mike said at at the State of the Sharks uh, last month, and the quote is. I think for me, and he was asked by Dan Rusinowski what sort of his ideal Sharks roster is. And Mike said, I think for me, it's what I talked about from day one, which he has talked about since he was uh, announced as a Sharks GM. It's to be fast, competitive, in your face, hard to play against. Hmm. We're kind of chipping away at that. We're not there yet, obviously. We still need to get a little bit bigger. We still need to get a little bit faster be harder to play against, get more competitive. And mm -hmm. so anyway, that phrase hard to play against. I know you guys are tired of hearing that that's hockey cliche one-on-one, but I think that's sort of the catch all for everything that Mike is saying, size, speed, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, competitiveness. It's just all catch on to being hard to play against. And so mm -hmm. anyway, uh, somehow the sharks have gone from, uh, from being, uh, mediocre being uh, 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 somewhat challenging to play against last year to being paper thin, easy to play against this season. <laughs> sure. That's and a good way to put it. We have, uh, we have some, some numbers just to give you guys kind of a side by side of uh, sure. sort of what's going on uh, under, under the hood here. Yep. Um... So here we have uh, from sport logic, we have a side by side comparison of where the sharks were uh, in February 2023, this was uh, the game uh, right before they traded Timo Meyer, and where the Sharks are were a couple of days ago before the Vegas game, uh, February 2024. Mm -hmm. And how to read this? And these are reports that that I get that that I pay for <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's important to be as informed as possible. Uh, but anyway, uh, so how how to read this is this is all situations. 
And sure. this gives a snapshot of just a lot of areas, uh, uh, um, specific areas of offense and defense, as you can see. Now, I'm not going to focus, Mike. I'm not going to focus on uh, the micro micro stats of, of 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 everything here, like psycho chances and things like that, right? But what do you what do you notice here, right? If you look at the NHL rank, NHL rank, right? You see how bad the Sharks were pretty mediocre last year. A lot of reds, which are which is bad. Not enough blues, which is good. But if you look at the Sharks <laughs> from 2023 to 2024, um, this is all red. This is all like blood red, almost, almost blood red here. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, along, along along the 2024 line, right? And the the key stats that I wanted to look at is uh, expected goals, and you look at just the the the, the difference here, right? Um, that the Sharks last year. Uh, expected goals at, at this point before the Timo Meyer trade, uh, they were 19th and expected goals against they were 21st. Uh, you look at what the Sharks are this season in that stat, uh, expected goals for they are dead last and expected goals against they are second to last. And yep. also, too, I think another way you can see in terms of just the um, key stats uh, are quality chances or high danger chances, right? You can see that the Sharks uh, last year, quality chances, they were 19th. And then uh, quality chances against, they were actually were 16th. So kind of middle of the road there. Whereas 2024, SportLogic calls the high danger chances, but it's the same essential thing. You see that they are either dead last or second to last. Um, so it, it's a kind of a snapshot. We can leave this on for just a little bit. So you guys can kind of, I'm not sure. going to run the every stat here, but you guys can kind of read it yourself. Uh, once again, this is a comparison of the Sharks. It says on top February, 2023 uh, versus February, 2024. But anyway, um, I think this, this kind of underscores uh, um, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's going on with the Sharks. Now, basically the Sharks one from, mediocre and one thing you can see in the stats last year is that the sharks had gotten better goaltending that they would have played themselves out of the the connor bedard slash will smith race <laughs> um For and sure. but this year though they are uh they are very 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 deserving of of, of, of being uh of being uh uh at, at the top of the running for 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 macklin celebrini uh Along with the Blackhawks, uh, but anyway, the Sharks went from mediocre to one of the worst teams of the cap era, and so what happened? And there's some obvious things that happened here, and let's get them out of the way, so sure. so so you know we didn't miss them. But obviously, there are the the trades, right? Different player personnel. Uh, Eric Carlson is a different kind of hard to play against, at least offensively, right? He's not the traditional hard to play against puck battle guy, right? But obviously, he puts so much pressure uh, on uh, on 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 the other team that he helps you offensively, which clearly he he did. Um, Timo Meyer is a load. He is the definition of hard to play against, and obviously uh, with a, with a lot of skill too. Losing the likes of a Matt Nieto, Nick Bonino, Stephen Lawrence, that all counts for something too, because I think they all contributed to making the Sharks more difficult to play against uh, last year. Mm -hmm. The other bit of it too is the Sharks this season, they've lost two of their more high compete players in Logan Couture and Matt Benning for most of the season. And also too, losing Tomas Hurdle that helps that hurts. I'm sorry, that hurts you uh, also in in this regard. 
And so obviously these two things uh, that I mentioned, uh, the player personnel changes, the injuries, these are not things that I put on Mike Greer or David Quinn. Um, These two reasons, these are, these are two reasons why the Sharks are easier to play against. But again, you can't put that, put this on them. Like, they had to trade Eric Carlson. They were they were running in circles with with a player like that, right? Timo Meyer too. They're running in circles. Everyone wanted to rebuild. So this is this is this is what a rebuild looks like. Yep. But this is a little too ugly. This is a little too real. This is a little too graphic. Look at the, all the blood on, <laughs> on the right side, right? Yeah, yeah we have little, one. We have one stat that's not red. One. Yeah, that's it's a rebound bit of, chances. It's a bit of a, a splatter fest uh, on, yeah. on the right side, the 2024 stats. So, uh, so anyway, though, um, yeah. So this is a little too real, right? A little too re- real of a of a, of a rebuild. Um, but okay, so here's the one thing I wonder about, and this and this is a, you know, kind of came to a head a couple of days ago after the Sharks lost to uh, the Golden Knights, and David Quinn said some stuff um, that I think some fans did, some fans liked, some didn't like. I think that uh, it's ultimately uh or it was misunderstood by a lot of people though i think and so i I, i'm gonna get 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 on that in a little bit but here's i guess i would say the one area where i think the the sharks really can improve on uh this Mm -hmm. off season to at least make a more uh a competitive bearable product to watch (laughs) um the sharks aren't going to make the playoffs next year that's that's fine uh the sharks are going to be in contention for for a for a, a top hit a top pick is that uh it's gonna be hagan's is, is he the yeah kind of presumptive yeah, yeah hagan yeah so so yeah so that's that's great 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 and all that um but um how you get there does matter though as we've seen this year and just how much of a grind this is this year and if you thought the sharks were awful um you look at the sport logic stats it supports all of it that they are good at nothing except for goaltending <laughs> which i don't show here but they are good at goaltending that's yeah that's, that's about all they've got so <laughs> um so if they didn't have if they had a gold team from last year, the Sharks would have like 20 points uh, this year. So um, yep. anyway, though, so one thing that they can improve on, though, is I think last offseason, I think the Sharks acquired too many or over indexed on the same type of player. Um, and I think they're trying to to chase more draft capital. But um, they added Duclair and Hoffman and you add that to LeBanc and Barabanov. And that's four offense first not necessarily hard to play against finesse players. And I, I don't sure. want to, I'm not blaming it just on, 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 on these guys, by the way, that's why I mentioned the other parts that they lost a lot of talent, obviously, and Eric and Timo, and they're missing two important pieces to the mix, the current mix in uh, Logan Couture and a Matt Benning and a Thomas Schurdle too. Um, and so the other part of it too, is that hindsight is super easy uh, right now. Anthony Duclair trade, Stephen Lawrence, fifth round pick. That looked like a steal of a trade, to be honest. I think we all thought it was a steal of a trade. Uh, we all thought, uh, we all hoped that maybe with a bigger role that uh, that that Duclair would really take off too. Um, Hoffman was a necessary part, necessary evil to get that first first uh, sure. first round pick for Carlson. So let's not forget that uh, before we kind of uh, 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 cast stones here. But though, in the end, though, what's happened this season, right? Instead of getting, I think, the most optimistic scenario, and that's what we were kind of thinking when we talked about the Sharks maybe uh, eclipsing 70 points, was that somehow you might get uh, 75 or so goals from these four wingers. Um, and anyway, you're, you're not anywhere close to that, right? Nope. <laughs> and only Declare has seemingly come through this season with sort of his 
value intact or his reputation intact, at least so far. Hoffman continues to decline. I uh, think he has, hasn't scored in 27 games, which is the longest goal streak of his career. Wow. And LeBanc and Barabanov have gone backwards from, from last year. Huge, huge steps backwards. <laughs> yeah, for them. sure. And so all four of them are players that if they're not providing what they're supposed to be good at, which is offense, um, that then they're not really giving you much, much else. Right. Because again, they're not, they're not hard, hard players. They're not hard players to play against in general. Right. So if I were to, to, to think about one area where I, I, I would predict and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that, that the sharks will, will focus on uh, this off season um, that maybe they might've chased the draft capital too hard. Uh, uh, when uh, when when they pursued these these, these kind of players, and so instead, uh, maybe they'll 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 go after players that will make this a more bearable product to to watch. <laughs> maybe. And I'm also thinking too, in, in in relation to all these wingers I'm talking about, that uh, there was also the Sharks' rumored pursuit of Tarasenko. Uh, who also, again, is one of those guys, if he's not scoring for you, I don't know what else he's doing for you. And I've also heard in addition that he's not necessarily a great room guy. And so that one was puzzling. It, it, it was understandable on the draft capital part, and of course the Sharks need scoring, but it was puzzling on terms of like, how do you want to build a room and examples you want to set for your younger players. And if you really do want to build a hard-to-play-against team, um, that I think I I think adding a Tarasenko to the mix was uh, would have been questionable. So mm-hmm. to even pursue it, it sort of seems like a uh, like a, like like your like your sort of your aims uh, were a little bit uh, off uh, this 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 past off season. And I'm talking specifically on on the Mike Rear side here. And so anyway, so this all this leads to what Quinn said after the, the Vegas game a couple of days ago, a uh, game where the sharks lost 71% of puck battles <laughs> <laughs> in, in that game, according to sport logic. And uh, um, bad. And actually, if you want to go back to uh, let's, let's uh, uh, go back to the sport logic stats. And sure. I think one area that you can see that reflected a sharks kind of, being easy to play against, right? Uh, look at the, the the possession time, the zone possession time, right? And offensive possession time, the Sharks weren't great with that last year, even with Timo and Tommy. But look that they, they're even worse this year. They're dead last this year. And I've written this many times. Sharks have nobody who can kill plays, very few. And maybe Ferraro every once in a while, you know, some guys step in here and there. But look at the, the offensive zone possession time that they give up. And dear Lord, uh, I didn't know it was, it, was, it was that much of a difference. So last year, the Sharks were giving up 654 all situations. Yep. Uh, this year, it's 911, 911. <laughs> Jeez. So, I didn't realize it was that, that big a difference. But we watch the games, right? And when you watch the games, you see a, a Sharks team that is constantly just chasing the play all night long, right? And so the Sharks need to add, I think, a... Uh, uh, or maybe need to focus on adding players that can kill plays and 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 get the sharks going on on, on the other side. Um, and it, I know that skill matters. I'm gonna get to this too. But if your skill and no one's gonna, no one will deny that uh, in their heyday, right? Duclair, Hoffman, LeBanc, Bear, these are all skilled players. But if they're not scoring, they're not helping you. 
And anyway, so this this all leads to uh, what uh, what David Quinn said after the the Golden Knights game a few nights ago, and mm-hmm. it's all in a story I wrote about a week ago. Um, Quinn says team needs more size, will, and Quinn said basically he was asked if puck battles were better tonight than in the last game, and mm-hmm. he said you got to keep in mind there is a big size disadvantage against that team. That's the Golden Knights. And when you're 180 and you go to the corner and you get someone 220, you give your all, he gives his all, you're going to lose. But that being said, and this is Quinn still, we have a lot of areas of improvement where we can be harder regardless of our size. I guess I'm touching on both sides of it. So I want to, yeah. So I'm going to stop, stop. I've uh, stopped with, with at that part of the Quinn quote. So it's not just about size. A lot of people jumped on and be, Oh, the, the sharks just, just want bigger players. Obviously not. They have Willie Mecklen. They have what they drafted Will Smith. Yeah. And so obviously that's not the, that's not what they're, what they're uh, uh, the only thing that they're, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to, to add. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to reconcile the two if that's... I, I, I don't think that's a... I don't know. I, I didn't jump down Quinn's throat on that quote because I feel like there are certain players that maybe they need to be bigger, but there's also dudes that are, are smaller that can still... The will aspect can, can kind of come forward on that. And guys like William Eklund, yeah, they're small, but in general, he does, you know, compete extremely hard. Um, and well, Macau Grandland's a great example. Of Grandland's that. a David great Quinn one. loves Macau Grandland. It doesn't yeah. matter if Macau Grandland's 5'11 or 6'11. Sure. So, um, I think there's the, it, not a quote to really jump at it, but there is a, a huge size. And in, in the Golden Knights is a classic example ever since they won the cup with like their six foot five defenseman, right? Like, that's just what they did and it, it worked. And then NHL GMs have been talking about it ever since in the draft too. Like every, every year it's like, Oh, we got to get the guy who's six foot five because you know, the golden Knights won with their six foot five defenseman. Right. And, and it's it, like, I don't think that's always the case, but yeah. 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 And, and we look at, uh, and it's in the same article, but, um, the, According to elite prospects, um, the Vegas indeed is the heaviest team in the league at 207 pounds on average. But sure. uh, the Sharks actually are middle of the pack on, on the elite prospects list at 199 pounds. Under the Sharks, you have the Canucks, you have the Avalanche that, that uh, weigh in on average at like 197, 195, something like that. And these are two of your better teams in the league. It's yeah. it's it's a mix of things, right? Ultimately, it's not about size or even skill it's about will right it's about you know guys who who want it we're going to play a little bit harder sure. and david quinn mentions that uh the, so the quote ends with there are too many instances when we go into these battles and we're not really into them 80 mm-hmm. percent into the battle and 20 percent into the puck at that level that's just not good enough and quinn has talked a lot about this this year that that the sharks players one of their problems in general team-wide is that they pursue the puck and they don't take the body first and so that's kind of what quinn is alluding to quinn has talked a lot about catching flesh which is kind of a funny phrase but that's he's i actually heard that he was talking about that practice this past week i heard him say that and so don't worry about chasing the puck just using your stick to wave at the puck use your body get in there battle with 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 the guy turn it into a 50 50 at least um so anyway so also what 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 quinn said there uh, if you look at the whole course of things like i said these three elements right the 
injuries, different personnel, and the kind of player that the Sharks kind of uh, focused on this offseason sure. to some degree, right? Lost some hard to play against players. Some got hurt. And then uh, there's players you had in offseason, and none of them, none of the players you had in offseason are really great puck battle guys. I mean, Kyle Burroughs and Giovanni Smith to some degree, but they're not big minutes, got big minute players, uh, especially Smith. And so, so yeah, so, so you don't, you, you, you didn't replace uh, any of your puck battle guys, your Timos, your guys who are hurt, like Logan, uh, Tomas Hurdle. Uh, even though your big Nick Benio's any with anybody really, right? And so anyway, um, I expect the Sharks. Uh, this this is not this is not inside knowledge or anything. This is just my expectation based on what I'm watching this year and based on what Greer says he wants from his team is that the Sharks will have an offseason more like Greer's first, where there was a focus more on compete guys like Sturm and Benning and and Cunnan. And I think we saw that those guys did help, along with obviously the Sharks' great players last year, in terms of making the product again bearable to watch on ice. <laughs> so I know some some of you will say if you've listened to all of this, and it's the stuff that I read about or heard uh, uh, after 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 I put out the article or put out Quinn's uh, quotes. Of course, skill matters. But again, sure. what I said, if your skill isn't scoring, it's not helping you. And that's what we've seen a lot of the Sharks this year, right? And big picture, it's not about the Sharks schooning up. No one is talking about that. So, sure. so yeah, so 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 don't don't need to tweet that or say that because that's just not true. Um, it's about, I think, at least, it's about not embarrassing yourself out there, which is what the Sharks team is doing this season uh, overall. Like, no one is saying get out of the rebuild or whatever, right? It's it's just putting out a product that is is watchable. And I wrote an article between skill and will and size. Of course, skill is the hardest ingredient to acquire. So you have to have patience with that. The Sharks aren't going to add a, a true first line. Nathan McKinnon, Nico Ratnan, um, they're not going to add, they're not going to trade for those two guys in offseason, right? And so they are acquiring their skill, trying to through the draft, through your Will Smiths and whatnot. So you have William Eklund, you have Shakir Mukhamadulin also, uh, also developing, but all that will take time to mature, right? Yep. And so in the meantime, I'm hoping that the Sharks just. Don't embarrass themselves. <laughs> that's... Um, and so, yeah, that's that that that's 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 my hope. And so that's what I hope. I hope I hope comes out of this off season that we don't have to go through a, a season again. All the the splatter fest uh, uh, on the sport logic stats. I don't know how to go through that again. And to go through this and not win Macklin Celebrini will be will be heartbreaking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, you really hope that there's light at the end of this tunnel. Um, and I, my final thing is just, I don't know. Yes. It seems like the sharks have been bad for a long time, but it, this is Greer's second middle of the second year. And I, I think they just need more time to actually execute some sort of rebuild here rather than like just everybody like, because we give so many other teams passes, right? Like, you know, Anaheim, who has amazing prospects right now, has been bad for a while and are still bad. Yeah, they're still bad. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they're enough, still bad. 
focus is paid on sort of like they've they've committed a lot of money. Buffalo has been in to, Buffalo has been yeah. a, a shit team for a decade and they're still bad. And like the Sharks have been bad for four years now, almost five years now. And yeah, that sucks. But the first three of it, I'm not even counting. Like they weren't dedicated to an actual plan. And and I don't know, like it just give the Sharks a little bit more time. And I feel like they don't because it's easy to to kind of pick on Greer for being new. Yeah, I, I do. I do think to add to that, that 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 Mike gets a lot of the flock for the last three years of, of Doug Wilson's last when he wasn't year, there. Well, when he wasn't there at all in any, mm-hmm. any capacity. And um, I've said it before. I still think so that the big picture overall of uh, rebuilding, focusing on that, I, I, I think they're doing a good job. A good job. Of that. I like that plan. Um, I'm, I'm focused on one detail that I don't like that they did last year. And that I do put on on my career that, yeah, yeah maybe make sure that your, your team is is you know, a little harder to play against, a little more competitive um, uh, to go into the season instead of what we got this year. Um, but overall, though, yeah, I, overall, I, I, I still think that the the plan is fine, that they are rebuilding that. Um, and, and that's and they're, they they have at least admitted it to themselves that that's uh, that's uh, that that's what they need to do. Yeah. And we give Chicago credit for getting Connor Bedard and they traded for like Seth Jones who gave up two first round picks like two years ago. And, and yeah, and I, I don't and know. I, and I'm the one that that still is kind of funny to me because um, uh, I, 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 and granted, I, I, you know, I, I'm being a little bit like, like uh, I, I'm kind of casting stones without investigating Anaheim hard enough. So I, I guess mm-hmm. I, I'll say that, that like, but I've, I've wondered about how they're building things because they've given out a lot of contracts to players that, Alex Kalorn, 34 year. Why contracts like that? Right. Ryan, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Strom. Um, yeah. These long-term contracts. Right. Um, and that's, I, I, I wonder, I wonder about, about some of that because, um, sure. I, I think that that, that is an area that I think that, that Greer has really stayed away from the last couple of years. And I think that's good. Um, I think that that if you're going to sign longer term guys, make sure that 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 they don't hurt you on the cap and they're contributing at that kind of that rate. Yeah. And they 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 have with their longer contracts and they've they hit on Nico Sturm, I think. Um, I think Matt sure. Benning uh, was good last year. Obviously, he got hurt. So I think uh, we'll see what he brings next year. But his contract is so small that it doesn't doesn't even matter. Um, yep. So. Yeah, uh, I so I I, I I I I like actually I would say I like that that part of it too uh, that 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 Greer has pursued. And I, I look at Anaheim and I don't know what they're doing in that regard. Um, uh, why they they think they they need to do that? Yeah, at at this point. So yeah, it's a it's a mystery. Anyway, uh, I I too hope that the Sharks are more competitive next year because there were there were definitely points this season when I was. <laughs> very lost in terms of my like wanting to watch this team i was lost did not (laughs) want to watch any game and suffered through it like all of us did so yeah just realized yeah we still have like 25 games left this season so (laughs) i'm gonna lose every single one that's what i want every single game I want to feel lost by the end of it. That's what but I. But the national one was 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 good though. That's the kind of game you want where they're in it. Yeah, they're fighting. They're they're scoring. Players uh, looked like they they matched the role that they're supposed to be playing, and I like yeah. that. 
Yeah, I players like, are oh, playing hard. Looks, yeah. Yeah, this looks like a system of some kind. I like that. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win, but <laughs> it's still and that that's fine too. Yeah. So that's yeah. that is the that is the ultimate goal, right? So so yeah. I, I, I get that part of it, but there are again different ways to tank, different ways to rebuild. So for sure. So all right, that's all we got for this week. Um we will be back next week with more sharks games than that we had this week. Um anything more, else you more can... trade deadline stuff. I I'm and sure. more trade. Oh. I'm sure it's gonna ramp up in the next week. There's um, got yeah, there's gotta be actual trade uh, at some point. Yeah, we are what uh uh twelve days away, yeah. So yeah. We got this. Um it's gonna be great. We'll uh, have all of your sharks coverage during that time. So tune in. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. We're getting close to a thousand subscribers. That's Kind of our big goal for this year is to get to a thousand. So do it. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else saying? Nope. That's uh, that. That's it for me. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.